I think it turned out pretty good. There was a couple things I wanted to do. Like I wanted to do a production for uh, Sid Swami Salami. The old world taste long forgotten of a time when things were wholesome. A robust yet gamey flavor unmatched by other breakfast meats. Sid Swami's smoked and aged private selection is unlike any sausage you've ever tried. Most other sausages are pork, turkey, or even chicken. But we use a patented blend of all meats. We use 136 different meats. That's 46 different species. When making our world infamous sausage. Sid Swami Salami. If you think you've tried the best, now try the rest. And John Holland Toothpaste. John Holland brand toothpaste has been designed to remove everything including the first layer of enamel from your teeth. Specially engineered in labs by scientists, this special toothpaste is the final line of defense in oral protection. In conjunction with John Holland tongue and gum protectors sold separately, John Holland brand toothpaste offers a clean three steps past sterile. Now in two fun flavors, anchovy and black pepper. When you eat shit all day long at work, only one thing can get that taste out of your mouth. John Holland. I didn't have time to do that, but I wanted to do like a real cheesy like commercial for toothpaste and be like, it's, it's made with anchovies or some stupid shit. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why my eyes are red. I've been Hi, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from A There Cast, um, a new cast taken over by Big Tuna, which used to be known as Aethercast. All hail, Big Tuna. Tim's four tips for a happy marriage. Number one, it's important to find a woman who cooks and cleans. This is important, gentlemen. Number two, it is important to find a woman who makes good money. This is super important, so you can buy your magic cards. Number three, it is important to find a woman who loves to have sex. God, that should be number one. Number four, it's very important that these three women never meet. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. Uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash magic and hash and give us money, but we don't really need it thanks to our sponsor, Comic Cola, the most badass drink in the entire universe, certified, made by top scientists, formulated for maximum energy. Fuck yeah, Comet Cola! This shit's insane! I've never had so much energy. I feel like I can fly. I will run to the top of this building and jump off. But I won't. Instead, I'm gonna smoke methadone fucking tomorrow morning. I love Comet Cola! My boyfriend used to hit me until I got some Comet Cola. Now I beat the shit out of him. Comet Cola's the shit! Don't fuck with us! Because this shit will get you hyped. Comet Cola. The number one leading brand in fucking shit up. And joining us from some funny line that's going to really offend you later, John. John Holland. 
Hey, what's up, guys? I'm just sitting here enjoying a delicious Comet Cola from our friends over in Romania. That cool, crisp refreshment keeps me going all day long. I want to make a energy drink commercial, bro. Red Bull energy drink. I don't know. Dude, fuck Red Bull, dude. Red Bull's so nasty. I like it. It's like, I hated it, but I like the strawberry, like, little tingle. Like, Mountain Dew has, like, 12 different flavors now of energy drink. You're like, what the fuck? There's, like, the Mountain Dew, like, section. I like the little things, the fucking five-hour energies, dude. Those bitches work, and you can drink them in, like, a fucking second. That's almost It's too like much. taking a shot. Yeah. It's like taking a shot, and then you get fucking geeked, dude, for, like, three or four hours, and then you're just like, get, get. <laughs> My heart's, like, racing after this shit. This should give me a heart attack. I'm just like, bum, 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 bum. The final enemy awaiting them. Exhaustion. Before the darkness falls. Comet Cola. Do you want heart pumping energy with slight to mild long-term effects? 32 hours of guaranteed energy to fuel whatever life throws at you? It's time to take life and fuck it hard. Hey man, you got a 50 cent? Cause I got a 50 cent, we'll make a dollar. That's how much a policeman make a one dollar. And I go to the store and I get me a big old can of Comet, Comet Cola. And that shit makes you so rowdy. It makes you wanna blow me in. It makes you, it makes you a fat ass baller. And so I fucking drink that shit cause that shit is pounding. Blast through life with a comment. Comet Cola. We are the sponsor of Cyborg Hitler. We're trying to revive a Cyborg Hitler in 2018. We have things like banning announcements and shitting all over legacy coverage to talk about. Dude, I was actually pretty excited to watch some legacy. Like, looking back, after talking to the sexual mutton stallion future Aether Revolt champion Travis Wu. Modern probably is kind of lame, and people are going to stop playing it soon, but people love Legacy so much, like, people are always going to play Legacy. I really wish I'd gotten a Legacy deck instead of a Modern deck, and I was still even thinking about getting a Legacy deck, but I wanted to watch this tournament so I could see which ones looked awesome and which ones that I wanted to try out. But shit, I mean, I guess I'm not going to buy Magic cards now, so good job blowing that sale, Watsy. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Legacy is, like, I really don't want to play Legacy, I don't want to play it locally, I don't want to play it competitively, but of all the formats, I think Legacy is the best to watch, just because it's the most competitive, it's like, um, you know, it's actually a little bit more like, uh, you know, competitive poker or something like that, where there's actual action going on, instead of, like, a whole shit ton of, like, mirror matches and dirtling and shit, like there is in standard and modern matchups. Well, unless you're watching Lawrence play Legacy, because he fucking plays Miracles. You ever seen a Miracles mirror? I don't know, I've never seen Lawrence play, but I, I'll read about it in this 15-page report about how he lost another tournament. All right. What I like about Legacy is that Magic cannot print a set in the current day that will match the power of those cards. All right. People are doing some crazy shit. And if they print cards like that in standard, they'd be banning shit in modern left and right. So it's probably the most powerful you'll see Magic. And that's why I like watching it. Well, what did they show instead of showing the Legacy GP? 
and why? Well, if you look at Morrow's uh, Tumblr, like somebody asked about this miraculously enough, and Morrow's answer, I shit you not, you can go on his Tumblr, I'm not making this up, hand to God. His answer is that the logic was more people want to watch Kaladesh being played than want to watch Legacy, which is just like, if they're totally fucking delusional, or like if they've got market research to prove it, or like, you know, where they get this idea from that people actually enjoy watching Kaladesh be played. That is some spin for sure. I mean, they are really, really, really fucking. And deep. fucking Reed Duke won it. Watsy fucking loves Reed Duke. <laughs> They're always sucking Reed Duke's dick, man. They're sucking the Duke dick. Yeah, true enough. There's probably going to be like a fucking ten thousand word thing up on the Wizards page sometime this week about Reed Duke and the legacy thing, and you know, recapping all that shit since you couldn't watch it. Uh, check out Reed Duke's jewelry on sale now at who gives a fuck it's like pearl necklaces and shit so um i think um huey jensen's into it i always had him pegged as a dude that would work with turquoise because of his long uh, mullet here on earth we call this place town a town is a place where everyone hates you kids all try to beat you up things gonna happen for me i'm joe dirt like he seems indian-ish it's like yeah he's the guy who gets all of his jewelry at a fucking truck stop you know Reed Duke jewelry available in a truck stop near you check Bucky's like after like while you're seducing a woman how many pumps can you take after she says stop before it's considered the illegal answer is zero it's 14 at least John I mean let's think realistically here let's let's not bring logic into this um emotionally feeling wise Tim if you could ever make it to 14 pumps, I'd be amazed. <laughs> John, let me email you my conquest, Man, bro. fucking softball. Boom, right out of the park. Ooh, okay, anyways. Um, yeah, I think it depends on how expensive of a lawyer you can afford is how many pumps. Like, if you're a public defender, zero pumps. If you can afford, like, Johnny Cochran, up to 12 pumps. If you can afford Johnny Cochran, you get 12 pumps with a knife in her and the guy who's bringing the sunglasses back. Zing! So listen, all you singers from here to Beijing, you better crash the box string, get ready to clean. Cause if love was money, you'd be giving your chains next to a zing, Cuba's arrows. A little beast, it was a zing and a zing and a zingy dee dee, and there was only one lady in the zing for me. Cause when you think, you better know one thing, the only thing you're gonna sling is a wedding ring! We want to apologize to uh, Owen Turtenwald and say, hey, this is all just hearsay. And next week, we're going to have in studio Owen Turtenwald. So, um, guys, do you have anything positive to say about this fuck? (laughs) Is that true? He's going to be on the show? That's so fucked up. Well, I don't want to bring him on here and us coddle him. So I really want to fucking just roast him first and get it out of the way. Oh, he he does a very good job of keeping his hair very uh, clean and uh, nittany. Dude's super good at magic. He's like almost as good as Travis Wu. Well, not really, but as far as like anybody could be as good as Travis Wu, he's pretty up there. Well, I don't I don't know how good he is since I can't fucking see him play. Thanks, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, it's all Morrow's fault. Morrow, you piece of shit. I think Rosewater is a Jewish name. It sounds pretty Jewish. Yeah, it's like uh I'm surprised it's not like matzo water. Well, he did work in Hollywood for a long time. I mean, has anybody actually checked into how long he actually worked on Roseanne or like was in Hollywood? I mean, like for all we know, he like fucking was there for one episode or something, you know, and he was like a scab during a writer's strike or something. 
I did a full investigation. So my research concluded that Rosewater was only credited with two episodes on Roseanne. Uh, number one called uh, Take My Bike, Please, and Vegas, Vegas. Both aired in 1991. John, have you worked on a set during a strike? Like, what's it like with the scabs, man? Oh, man, don't don't even say that kind of language. I mean, it's seriously like... Oh, John, nothing would be greater in my life to be a store manager of a grocery store and go out to the picket line and pick scabs. Oh, my dad always said, Tim, never pick scabs, but here I am today picking scabs. You brown purple one... Come to work with me. You old and crusty one, I'm picking you as well. You young and vivacious looking ones, fuck off. You need to linger for a few days. Get crusty and moldy around the edges, then I'll pick you. All right, come on inside, squirmy looking fucks. I mean, and, and I'm, I'll go on the record as saying, like, I'm, I'm not very much of a union person, but, like, if there's one industry where there should be unions, it's totally like the... Uh, the acting and film crew shit just because like they do so much sketchy stuff you know if there weren't like all these regulations and stuff about safety you know you'd still have people dying like on the poltergeist set and that uh twilight zone movie i mean that's exactly how that happened because there was like no oversight whatsoever and people were just like you know blowing shit up and stuff but like and the crows uh, that guy oh, died. Yeah, and the crow, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's like all totally because, like, you know, people are like trying to save money and skimp shit. But yeah, you never even say the s word. I mean, it's like like people walk around, they've got like AFL CIO jackets and Teamsters jackets and shit on. I mean, it's like you're almost a little bit intimidated. You know, yeah, the crow. He totally died from an accident. It totally wasn't the Japanese yakuza like being like this fucking white guy is doing karate. Fuck him. You guys are totally right. I mean, I don't believe any well, conspiracy theories. Did you see that the uh, the guy who accidentally shot him uh, died in December? Oh, the conspiracies continue. No, wor- no worries, John. It's all fucking on the up and up. I agree. People just My die randomly. So, so um, what do you guys think about these new bannings that happened today? They, like, rushed out bannings bef- like a week before it's happened so that they can get the banning list out so that when the new set starts... Standard is going to be a completely different standard. No one will be able to play with uh, the banned cards like right away. Well, first off, let me say I actually think that's the right move to put it out a week early, you know, just so people are kind of over it and can, you know, figure out what they're doing and everything for the uh, pre-releases and you know trying to buy cards and all that. So if they were going to do it, I'm I'm actually kind of glad that they did it this way, you know, instead of just kind of springing it on people and having mass chaos and shit and letting that overwhelm. Anything else that's going on with the release? That's a good point. So what got the ban hammer today? Well, Smuggler's Copter got chopped, and I didn't think it was too overpowered, but I feel like uh, after they banned Emrakul, then people are going to start playing Smuggler's Copter's deck. So they kind of like saw the you know writing on the wall, and they said, if we ban Emrakul, everyone's going to switch to like kind of a aggro Smuggler Copter type deck so they just went ahead and banned that too and then they banned uh, reflector mage question mark they banned all this stuff from what format from standard the best format in the world so shit they ban cards from standard that hasn't happened ever right uh memory jar uh, no it's happened before yeah there's been it's a like, couple what, when, was, when was the last one like shout out to saffron olive thanks for listening and all your support go to mtggoldfish.com and check out saffron olive's 
article, The History of Standard Bannings. It was written November 28, 2016, so a very recent article. Uh, he talks about all the standard bannings, and there's quite a few. You know, you'd be surprised. Skullclamp, maybe? Or, uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor? Maybe? Was that standard? Did he banned him out of standard? Uh, uh, or is I, that modern? I, I don't, I'm not sure if the Mind Sculptor got a standard ban, but I know Skullclamp did. I've only been playing standard since Innistrad block, and I know that there hasn't been a banning in standard and that shit's crazy they banned three cards in standard like i've never heard of that before i feel like they knew this was coming so they they had the rotation to cycle out so like emrakul would already be gone by now if they kept the the rotation they changed to and since they change it back they almost have to be like okay we will change the rotation back but we have to proactively ban these cards right before they hit because they know um how to generate you know, they stay and they don't want like uh, delirium to just carry through a whole nother set and on to the next deal. They want to like change it up. They want people to use the new cards. Yeah. So well, under the new rotation battle for Zendikar would have been the one to rotate out whenever the new set Amaket comes out in the fall or no, the summer spring spring when it comes out in the spring. Oh yeah. I forgot. Emrakul wasn't in the, like the general. Yeah. Eldrazi shit, he came later. Yeah. So I think it's, it's fucked up they banned Emrakul because this is just Watsi bending over and fucking taking it in the ass from whiny ass competitive players. Um, competitive players are bitch, bitch, bitching about a fucking card like Emrakul that's like a fun and cool, flavorful card that's awesome for casual players. Like, who doesn't want to oh, play with Emrakul? Here's, that's here's like one problem. of your main characters. Here's the problem with Emrakul, though, is that they totally fucking screwed the prooch, and they haven't printed any graveyard hate or any kind of way to, like you know, reasonably deal with it, you know, that isn't itself as broken as the card, you know? So, like, I agree with you that it's, like, kind of fucked up that they created this card and then they have to ban it, but it's also fucked up that they just, like, either didn't see it or they didn't think that they needed to put any answers out there for it, you know? So that's kind of what I think is the fucked up part. You know who made a good point is uh, Ryan Rommel. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Ryan, Ryan Rommel? Ryan Rommel, a new uh, character, uh, he mentioned on Cast Maxwell Facebook page, I don't know how he got on there, but Ryan Rommel said that uh, this they wouldn't have to ban Emrakul if they just put some graveyard hate, you know? They, they reprint, like, uh, you know, Rest in Peace or, or some other, you know, graveyard hate, even a Tormod's Crypt, and that makes Emrakul so much worse, because that graveyard is how just you get Emrakul out. relic of... Uh or Genus, or whatever it's called, you know? Yeah, just reprint that. And then you don't have to ban a card out of standard. But that screws the whole fucking Delirium uh, mechanic, so you can't play with your Grim Flayers, because they'll probably be shit after that. Your fucking Ishkanas are going to become shitty, your Pick the Brains are going to become shitty, But that's fucking kind of... to the Slaughter. That whole deck's getting I, shitty. I, I... I think that that's just a whole design problem because, you know, they've chosen to do this thing like with Delirium and stuff where these don't bridge over the sets. They're only in one block or one set and there's like no support for it, no anything for it as soon as you turn the corner. You know, so it's like as long as they keep shitting out these, you know, half-assed mechanics that are supposed to be a feature and then they just like die the next time the set comes out and are totally unplayable because the next mechanic or set of cards or whatever just, you know, overrides it, then that's their fucking problem to figure out and design. 
plus delirium um basically it has time in the sun dude it's been the best deck for six months move on let something else take over why do you have to try to save the delirium deck print graveyard hate fuck it so what else got banned besides shit and standard because i don't even play standard in modern in modern uh getaxian probe got banned and uh Golgari Grave Troll. So they said, fuck you to Dredge. They were like, Dredge, you can have your time in the sun. Guess what? Dredge is winning tournaments. They're like, peace out. They didn't even give it time to like self-correct. They're like, everyone has to have eight sideboard cards to deal with this deck. I mean, let's just get rid of it again. I think I think that was kind of like preemptive. Well, when I was playing Tron versus Dredge, I had mainboard Relic of Progenitus and then sideboard Rest in Peace, and I had a pretty good game against Dredge. Do you think you'd be main de- decking that stuff if Dredge wasn't around, though? I mean, it, basically, decks had to change. Relic of Progenitus, yeah. You got Living In that you need to worry about. Relic of Progenitus, uh, Snapcaster Mage. I mean, Relic of Progenitus is just a great card, and Tron is great at playing it. It's true. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they got rid of the G-Probe because, I, you know, when you read their logic on there about how uh, it was... Essentially, they were saying that it was giving advantage to players who are using it by seeing what's in the opponent's hand, and then they're able to make a choice for decks that are kind of like an all-in or nothing. You know, like, uh, you know, I don't even know, like Affinity, maybe. And I was like, I just don't think that that's a real big problem these days. But I will say the one thing that's probably the true headline out of this banning cycle is that they did not freaking ban Become Immense. And now, a word from our sponsors. Actually, I want to make a bunch of energy drink commercials. Feeling down in the dumps? Have a big test coming up tomorrow? And all you want to do is pass out and go to bed. Hmm. Jam some Comet Cola in your pile and quit your whining, sobbing bullshit. Grab this test by the ankles and fuck it in the ass. Comet Cola. As a father of four daughters, I'm always looking for a way to find some energy at the end of a long day. So when the kids get home from school, I pour myself a big mug of Comet Cola. It keeps me jacked up as hell. And then when it's time for the kids to go to bed, I just sneak a little Comet Cola in their milk. They rage like a motherfucker for half an hour and then they pass out. It's amazing. I love Comet Cola so much, I beat my wife every night if she doesn't give me some Comet Cola. And she works at the grocery store. Fucking lazy. The final enemy awaiting them. Last through life with a comet. Comet Cola. It has real ingredients from space. It has the sugary flavor of a cola, the energy increasing capabilities of crystal meth, and the cancer causing properties of deweaponized plutonium. Fuck yeah, Comet Cola. This shit's chronic. I've never had so much energy. I got shot three times by the cop and I wouldn't go down. I'm black. And if I'm going outside, I'm drinking Comet Cola. It's like wearing a bulletproof vest. I'm unstoppable. Comet Cola. The best. Get some. Nickelodeon, do you have it? Guts! Welcome back to Guts, the action sports show that asks, do you have it? The Extreme Arena ready for our next event, but now it's time for Amanda to spill her guts, so Amanda, spill your guts! Let's go to the leaderboard, Mo. Let's talk to Mo and check out the leaderboard, Mo. Let's talk to Mo about the rules, Mo. 
Let's go to Mo and get the official time on that one. Mo, let's check the leaderboard and see where we stand now. Mo. How much worse does banning Jataxian Probe make, in fact, do you think? To Not not much. I mean, the thing is, Gitaxian Probe really allowed you to like see that the the road was clear and you dove through. But now you have to you have to like really lean heavily on your protection spells. You have to lean heavily on like uh, you might be pr playing Apostle's Blessing now over the one mana hexproof spell Blossoming Defense, which made the deck. Now you might switch it over because the other one gives you a little more uh, utility to get through stuff or even stop like a removal spell. See, I mean, I, hexproof, I felt yeah, but. I mean, you want to punch through. I always felt them more like Delver decks and kind of like, uh, you know, is it kind of decks. I always felt like they were using it more for the uh, card drawing than for looking at people's hands, though. So that's really going to hurt a couple of decks out there that uh, were using it just to do a little bit of acceleration. Death Shadow Aggro is one that it's kind of hurt by it. I mean, that was another spell. I mean, they have... Uh, a critical mass of spells that hurt hurt themselves and they they run all fetches so like taking that out of the way i mean they'll just run some other spells or whatever but i feel like that's going to kind of hurt them i mean they use that to kind of see that they're they could play their death shadow and it hurt themselves so it's like it, it's like a you know double bonus so i mean there's certain decks that's really gonna really gonna take like a a slot out of the main deck Thing in the ice, basically any young pyromancer deck. Like young pyromancer loves a Jataxian probe. Any kind of storm deck, basically like John was saying, like the is it decks are really losing a huge thing here. And I don't think that the is it decks were necessarily oppressive. I think they were fun, cool decks. Yeah, I didn't think that Jataxian probe was by far any means broken, but if you think about it, maybe something is coming up, or maybe something in this set that somebody hasn't noticed yet. Can really abuse that oh but we don't play test for modern oh we don't do anything like that <laughs> when they change rotation back i feel like they saw the writing on the wall they did it for a reason well jataxian probe is obviously a very powerful card because it's played in all the vintage blue decks but i just don't know like if like what decks were so oppressive and modern that you think led to the banning of jataxian probe i just think that any deck benefits from having a free spell. Maybe there's going to be some sort of storm coming up in the next set or something that's going to, you know, but, you really want to put the thing. That. It's like, it's, it's not free. You know, it costs you two life. And there's infinite numbers of, you know, one, two, three drop blue spells out there where you draw, you know, one, two cards or, you know, look at the top three or whatever, you know. Preordain. So, Preordain's banned in modern. You know, it's like, I just feel like, you know, if you need it, you're going to replace it with a card that doesn't cost you life. And in some ways, that's better for some of these decks, at least for the opponent, because, you know, there isn't as much of that downside with a life to it. What if they print a card in the next set? It's a two-man enchantment that says, if, whenever you cast an instant or sorcerer, you gain two life. So basically, it is free. I don't think anybody would play that, even if it costs zero mana. Uh, well, I guess. You never know. Maybe somebody built like a Phyrexian deck where it's just like everything's two mana cheaper and they play that card. It's an enchantment land. It's an enchantment land. When you play an instant of sorcery, you gain two life. And we were like, yeah, if we leave Jataxia Probe in modern, it's just going to be crazy. Well, I mean, they've always kind of like, you know, hated the uh, Phyrexian mana. And so that's really the only other thing out there is uh, mutagenic growth, right? That's played in modern that uses that. Apostle's blessing. Um, the uh, 
Dismember. Dismember is really good Phyrexian mana card. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, the double Phyrexian and then Surgical Extraction. Uh, yeah, but he, I mean, we really haven't seen too much of those recently. I mean, you know, in the past, oh, I don't know, year. Oh, year I see two? Dismember all the time, bro. Yeah, I, just just, not I do see magic. Dismember more than Surgical Extraction, but I mean, they've kind of been not as popular as they used to be. It's true, but Legacy uses Surgical Extraction more. Um, Dismember is is because of the Uprising Infect. Uh, you really have to end a creature. Um, when Eldrazi was a thing, they ran multiple dismembers in the main board because of Infect, because that was the only deck that could really race it speed-wise. Before the ban, obviously. Well, I'm just kind of looking at this series of bans and kind of looking at some of the choices, and this might sound a little bit crazy. Cue the conspiracy music. But, like... You know, it kind of seems like they're doing some things to try to force people to love Kaladesh a little bit more. Um, and I don't know if that's just me, you know, thinking Morrow is totally nuts or giving him too much power. But, you know, the idea that, hey, people want to watch Kaladesh more than Legacy. And, hey, we need to get rid of all these cards that were in sets that Morrow didn't design because they're not making Kaladesh as fun as it should be. I mean, it just kind of seems like a little bit weird, you know? Why didn't they do anything about Fatal Push? I mean, I feel like that card is so broken. It's going to be like the next modern legacy black one mana removal. It's like almost Swords to Plowshares or even fucking Path to Exile in black. It's insane. With Fetchlands, it's gross. And all the It might be even better than Path to Exile, man. I mean, Path takes down uh, the reanimation targets. I mean, Path hits anything, which is... It's pretty beneficial. Eh, not quite anything. I mean, if it's got protection or... You or can't that. fatal push an Ulamog, man. You just can't do it. Truth. So, what do you guys think about Reflector Mage? What's the reason they did that? Do you think it's because they printed that card that says, you know, if you have eight of a certain type of artifact, you win the game on your upkeep? Um, no. And, and then they're, like, pumping out I'm, these servos and these token decks, and then just all of a sudden this uncommon I'm Reflector just, Mage, like, ends... Like three different Honest decks. to God, I, I think Reflector Mage is one of those cards that's probably been sitting in the file for a long time and they've been waiting to print it. And, um, I mean, the card as it's printed is just fucking broken. It's bonkers. There's just, like, nothing that really um, uses the full effect of it, you know, in this standard. Like, I mean, if this thing was printed back in Innistrad, oh my fucking God, can you imagine Reflector Mage and Snapcaster in the same standard? Holy shit. I know, it's stupid. And the thing is, it's he's better than a 2-3 with a disperse on them because they can't recast it the next turn. Like it's like almost like a frost breath and a disperse on a two, three for three mana. It's pretty gross. It's a format warping card for sure. Like it's made a lot of really good cards like, um, Kalitas and, um, like mind rack demons, stuff like that. Pretty bad. Um, it's funny though, that reflector mage was really one of the best answers to Emrakul that you could have in like that deck and they got rid of Emrakul and they got rid of Reflector Mage. Well, if you think about all the new servo cards, the token cards they printed, and then that like I said, that one that says if you have eight of the certain artifact, all of a sudden you can play Reflector Mage and bounce all those tokens. I mean that's fucked up. Now uh Declaration in Stone seems better. If you're gonna play that deck where you copy eight artifacts, copy a non creature. Right? It's just harder to remove. Are we all looking up that card to see if I'm full of shit real quick? Hold on, let me do it. Look at yeah. I mean, I don't really... Sure. And back to our sponsors. 
effing A, Comet Cola. I'm super excited about Comet Cola. Me and my backgammon group, we get super excited, slam some Comet Cola, and we're playing backgammon and bridge till 4 in the morning. Our grandsons can't keep up with us. Also, I've knitted 16 sweatshirts since I started this promotion. Go Comet Cola! My kitties love it! Also, my vagina's never been wetter. I love Comet Cola! Comet Cola! Energy unleashed! Unmatched like any other drink ever. What's the matter, Joni? You just got to work and you look exhausted. We have a big review tomorrow, so we have a lot to do. Joni, tell this cunt to shove a dick in it. Slam some comment and take this review's virginity, impregnate it, and instead of owning up to her parents, slam more comment and fuck it in its ass all the way to Vegas. Comet Cola. The Comet Cola is awesome, especially when you're wearing a Magic Hasty shirt, duh. Shit, man, anytime I go up in the club and I ain't got a whole lot of money and I still wanna get fucked up, I get a Comet Cola, man. Whenever I drink that Comet Cola, I'll be walking around the dance floor just sniffing people's booties, man. This shit make you crazy fuck. I drank a Comet Cola one time and I split it with my cousin Reggie and he went to the roof and that motherfucker threw a parachute off it. The final enemy Bless your life with a comet. It's in a fucking sweet can. Look how awesome the can is. Look at these naked ladies holding the can. You want to drink it. Sign your checks over to Comet Cola. Comet Cola, available at elementary schools and retirement homes worldwide. Sir, sorry, I was having blunt issues. Uh, I'm smoking blunt I almost said the house said. on fire her. Jeez. Yeah, I almost said the house on fire. Dude, I broke my Incredible, man. It was such a bummer. Like, space but I ordered plastic? a piece. Well, I broke the glass part of it, which is not a Space Age material. I think glass is from, I'll say like the Bronze Age, maybe. You were, you're hyping this Incredible on, on uh, Ninjas, either one or two. I don't remember which, but you, like, incredible. I was like, yeah, just smoke out of a pipe. And you're like, no, Incredible. This thing's indestructible. And then all of a sudden, what, you're, you're smoking blunts again? Yeah. Yeah, well, what happened is I was, like, trying to clean it out because it got clogged. But I put the rubbing alcohol in it while the fucking pipe, the glass part was still hot. So I broke the little glass part that goes on the inside of it. So I had to order a replacement glass piece, and that shit was like eight bucks with six twenty-five shipping. So yeah, I gotta smoke blunts for the next like a uh, couple weeks. So there's an augmenting automaton in the new set. It's a one-one artifact for one at common, and then he gets he has one and one black. He gets plus one plus one till end of turn. Um, for some reason, this card seems really good at at common. Oh God, here we go. I'm just trying to find some some broken shit, John. They always try to sneak the uh, the really broken shit in the last spoiler. They like release you know 100 cards at the end, and that's where fucking card that's gonna be, you know. Is that what they did with Emrakul? They were just all like, no. "We're not gonna show you what Emrakul." <laughs> no, they, uh, that was. The I just think that's so stupid, dude. Because Emrakul, she's like one of the main characters of the fucking Magic: The Gathering storyline. 
why would they make her card something that could get banned? Like, her first card is banned in fucking Commander, and now her second card is banned well, in Standard. They've got this really stupid idea that there's people out there who don't play Magic to win. And I don't exactly get how they came to this conclusion, you know, but like in all of their articles and like you read through like the player guides that come in the fat packs or whatever the fuck they call them now and stuff, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, you can do these kinds of exciting things. And like nobody does that shit because it's not a winning deck. You know, like you show up that with an FNM, you're going to get your ass pounded. I mean, you're going to go like 06 and get maybe a pity pack. And it's like, for some reason, they don't understand that that's not fun, and that's not what the majority of people do. I mean, maybe you do that like once or twice when you're first starting out, but you get pretty wise pretty quick and realize that, you know, if you're not to a certain extent net decking, there's other people that are, and they're just going to fucking destroy you every chance they get. Well, there's a reason that Mindslaver costs six and then four to activate, basically 10 mana, all right? Because when you take your opponent's turn, you can fuck so much shit up. You know what I mean? You basically end the game probably 40% of the time. And uh, that ability but the, on turn they four... they get to take an extra turn right after that turn that you fucked up. I don't want to hear that because on turn four, you can do that. On turn four, I can waste two of their best removal spells out of their hand and, and I'm in a way better position and give him two turns, who gives a fuck? I don't think they thought Aetherworks Marvel would be as big as it was, maybe. But it's like, that shit made Emrakul broken. I wouldn't mind Delirium having Emrakul, but Aetherworks Marvel rolling the dice fucking every turn, and then playing something to get three energy, and then cracking it, getting three more energy, and then spinning the wheel again, I fucking hate that. It's fucking terrible. And you're just like, and then they just steal your turn when, like, you have them down to two life. And then they win the game. Like, Show me on the card where the Aetherworks Marvel touched you. It's on the lower Grundle area, my taintish area, near the butthole, John. And I really don't want to talk about it because I have nightmares four nights a week because of that shit. And Aetherworks Marvel has really done some damage to my vehicle's decks. That's kind of the perfect example of what I was talking about. I mean, vehicle's decks are fun to build and fun to dream about, but holy shit, I mean, you're just not going to win with vehicle's decks. And they printed more cards to, like, carry that dream out in the next set, and I feel like it's like werewolves, you know? It looks great on paper, but playing it out in standard, you need to have something more consistent, I guess. Because with the vehicles, you have to have, you know, creature and vehicle. Something you shouted out when they first released, John. And I was like, you're full of shit. And Smuggler's Copter proved you wrong until it got banned. And now I guess you're right. So, fuck it. LOL. Yeah, okay. So just, like, really quickly, we've got the full spoiler out there. Um, Pre-release is coming out. Like, you want to give a pick for your sleeper card of the set? Uh, City you round or no? Guess not. I can give one. Alright, so, uh, sleeper card of the set is gonna be Felidar Guardian. Obviously. Because of the Sahili Rai, uh, Felidar Guardian combo. But, uh, the other combo is the artifact guy that gets plus one plus one whenever a creature has an activated ability. That in conjunction with uh, Wandering Fumeral, which has a zero mana oh. cost activated ability, you can make it infinite, that infinite guy. shit is never going to happen. That is the stupidest combo ever. It is not going to survive in the real world. 
That is, I mean, like, sell, if you crack that shit during pre-release, sell, sell, sell. Give it to some schmuck who thinks he's actually going to be able to do that. Well, here's the deal, John. You're playing a, th- a four-mana 2-2. Two, two. You're already in Jeskai colors to play the Sihili Rai Felidark Guardian combo. Um, so you're going to want Wandering Fumarol anyway. So you're going to have four of those in there. So you threw this artifact in there that is somewhat good or a little bit below average. But if you have one of your four Fumarols out there, he's an infinite, infinite coming in yeah he's an he's an infinite infinite and if you've got a one one token blocker that's pointless built to smash i mean the the ability i mean you can make him infinite all day long but he's still got to survive and do damage and you know you're also risking your fumarol fumarol there you know while you're trying to make him infinite you know and you see this exact same problem in, in any other uh combo in modern or legacy that tries to make it go infinite you know, you can do it all day long, but you still got to be able to get to the point where it can do the damage, and I just don't see that happening with this. That's why you have a sideboard, all right? Because if you're playing this deck kind of tuned towards general decks, that thing might win game one. And then if you're playing a tokens deck, guess what? You have five cards to eight cards in your sideboard to battle a wide strategy. But in a normal deck, when people are trying to play their biggest dude, you're going to crush in and just take their biggest dude until they can't block anymore and then win the game. Well, you don't have to take their biggest dude. All you got to do is wait for that Fumarol to be a 4-1 and do something to get rid of that one and combo over, you know, or do something that, you know, fogs or negates damage or blocks or whatever. And I mean, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, if you go through every blocker and the guy's top decking and he manages to not top deck anything that helps for you know five turns or whatever okay yeah sure i guess that's a winning combo but it's it's just like way too much work to actually be practical. see i think you're you're thinking too like christmas landy this guy's just going to be out there you know what i mean and then people have to play around it so it's basically like all right i have to leave up my shock to kill his his Deal. All right, so you kill my Fumarol. Fine. I can still Sealy Rye combo in a turn or two or whatever. I mean, the deck's just full of combos, like I win combos. It's a Jeskai I win combos deck. I mean, well, it also, stop them all. Know, it also costs like a pretty decent amount of mana to get to the point where you can start that combo. You know, so they, I mean, this thing's just kind of fraught with ways to make it not happen. I think anybody that's you know counting on this being a win con is dreaming. How what? How much mana? You just have to cast this guy and have a fumarol out. What I mean? How well, much no, you got to turn the you got to turn the fumarol into a creature, which costs uh, what four? You know, so you got to right, have so at the least five turns untapped. So the next turn, uh, you activate fumarol for four because you play this guy in what three? Next turn, you right. play and, and then that just like leaves you completely. I mean, you've got no way to respond if somebody tries to take out either part of the combo. I mean, there's just like, you know, it's one of those things where if you're going to do it, you have to do it so late that it's, you know, almost not practical. I mean, there's so many things wrong with this. Ah. The thing is, the decks you're playing against that it's going to hurt to do that, they're going so aggro. They're like one drop, one drop, one drop, whatever, and try to get you. Whereas, like, when you finally do combo, um, it's not terrible. Either they're going to ha- be swinging on you and like catch him off guard, or else they'll leave one guy back. You can even leave him back on blocks to just eat a guy every turn. It makes it hard for them to attack into you with just that combo up. It's going to give a lot more play to the smarter player, and I feel like the weaker player is just going to play into it and just get eaten up. This is going to be a sweet combo. You stick in there, and if you have to play a 2-2 for a little overcosted mana, it's not a huge deal, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess if you have keys to the city on board, it just makes it better. Anyway, my pick for a sleeper card is the Metallic Mimic. 
this thing is sweet. It's just about everything you want from a Muta Vault in a uh, uh, artifact form. Like this makes just about anything out there better. You know, takes on that same uh, creature type thing, gives the plus one plus one to them. Uh, this is a great card. Uh, I'm not sure how much you're going to see it in standard, but I have a feeling this one's going to have some homes other places out there in Commander and Modern. That's fucking sweet, Gaul. Like, elf deck with this, everything's getting counters. I mean, you could probably tune Affinity to be more, like, I guess, uh, synergistic to use that shit, where you could be like, all right, Construct, and everyone's getting counters or whatever, you know? It would just make Arcbound Ravager insane. This thing's going to yeah, be sweet and, and standard, though. And the thing I love about it, it's also an artifact, and you can do some fun stuff with that. So, uh, yeah, just really excited to see where this one's going to pop up. In standard, I think it brings back the uh, Humans deck. So you could yeah, run that's a good call. Humans, Thalia, whatever. You, you run this out there, and it basically um, it's pumping all your humans. It's fucking sweet. Uh, you could run it in conjunction with the... Uh, Chief of the Foundry. That gives plus one, plus one to all artifacts. So you run this and that, and then you run like a Servo Tokens deck, and everything's getting plus two, plus two, or everything that you play is essentially pumping the other thing. And I think that's going to be a Pro Tour deck, like uh, like early artifacts, and everything's kind of pumping it, it itself. And I think they're going to have Chief of the Foundry, yeah. and they're going to have that, and, and this guy in that deck. Well, the other awesome thing about it is is it's not an activated ability. It's not a tap ability. It's just a static out there. So you can have this on the board as an artifact, and you can be tapping it to do other shit. Um, you know, you could even potentially sack it if you like need casting to. My, like casting my sleeper card, which I don't know the name of, but it's the Mana Leak that has Improvised. So it's two and a blue, has Improvised. You can tap your artifacts to help uh, pay for uh, one colorless mana of the spell, and it's counter target spell unless it's controller pays three. You can play that shit with uh, old buddy Thraben Expector. And, like, have a turn two mana leak with your clue. Shit's gonna be baller, dude. Good fucking call, Sid. That shit is... That shit's sweet, man. Yeah. Okay, you guys can go back to fucking talking now. I was, like, trying to get a word in edgewise, and I was just like, fuck. I'm sorry, dude. I thought thought you walked away. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you were dropped off, man. Because I asked, I was like, hey, Sid, and you didn't answer, so then John and I just went on. And then you started talking immediately after you asked. You're like, hey, Sid, you there? And I was about to say something. You're like, nope, okay, well, I'm going to just keep talking now. What else can you say about this set? Like, what are the cards you want to talk about? (laughs) There's got to be some other shit. What about Well, obviously, Fatal Push. Everybody fucking lost their mind when that card got spoiled or as i like to call it sparta kick this is sparta enter sound effect nice. why is this card um, broken it's not broken it's just a very efficient removal spell man like it's cube level efficiency and removal i think that um that's going to be seeing a lot of play in various formats it's just like one mana fuck you tarmogoyf which is awesome I feel like the older the format, the better it gets because everyone's trying to go cheaper and cheaper. The cards get, you know, more and more dense as you get older. And that thing, it just like fucks converted mana costs. And then all of a sudden you fetch, fuck four converted mana costs. And it's like there's only a select few legacy decks that are playing anything above four converted mana costs. So, yeah, I mean, this card's best friend is going to be like Flicker Wisp or something like that. I mean, it gives, you know, white, black. A really nice black option to run around with, 
in there and it just plays so well with some of the like you said older format stuff on there i mean oh my god you know you could even path some one of your own things and then use this to take something out it's just so good it's just more hate for the uh allies or whatever because allies just built like a big dude who is cheap to start with and this just kills any of that shit for one mana it's like you can have seven counters eight counters 12 counters it's just like pop yeah and works great against infect of course fuck you john god damn it well, we all knew that the allies were fucked ever since Eldrazi was their enemy, man. I mean, come on, they banned Emrakul. Man, wouldn't it be awesome if instead of saying that it's banned from standard, what if they said it was just, uh, what is it, fucking trapped in the moon? Hey, I also want to give a shout out to Exquisite Archangel. I mean, it's, uh, I think it might almost be a strictly better Platinum Angel. What does that card read? What's Exquisite Angel? It's a Exquisite Angel. It's a... Uh, Seven drop, two white, five. Um, if you would lose the game, instead ex- exile Exquisite Archangel, and your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Oh, yeah, I read that garbage. I'm sure that's going to like be like, oh, and then after somebody sideboards, that's not going to be a problem ever again. I think I still like Platinum Angel better just because she's better in Tron, and I play Tron. Well, at least it isn't biased um, towards a deck that's completely terrible. <laughs> So, I mean, they didn't ban Tron. Become Immense, so suck a dick, right? Right. You think Tron's terrible? I think that Tron is, like, a very powerful and fun deck to play. You can Tron. get lucky, and it's better lucky than good, man. Yeah, Tron is, like, the fucking textbook definition of better lucky than good. That's why Peo played it. Aside Ouch. from better lucky than good, it's basically just puts a clock on your opponent. But anything that that's a fast deck it's like you're like 40 percent against so or less so it's like if i play infect or i play affinity which i play generally right now i'm running gristle brand gristle brand i guess is what we call it but uh right now as dredge is going away my deck's gonna become better and i bought it when it was cheap so i feel like people are gonna stop playing graveyard hate and that's where that other deck is gonna be what i play man i I don't know that Dredge is going away. I mean, they they got one pretty decent card away, but there's still a lot of good Dredge cards out there that they haven't touched. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that deck just adapts. I don't know. Golgari Grave Troll was the other four cards that that deck needed to be viable, essentially. Because without that, you're spinning a bunch of 1-1s or 2-1s that can't block and like gibberish. That thing allowed you to just pour shit in your graveyard and just go through your deck. So... Without that, where are you at, Sid? Sid, put down the WWE super cards. I'm pausing for you, dude. We want some Sid on cast. Sid tears John apart for not being on cast, and here Sid is. Lackadaisical. Is my video on right now? How do you know I'm playing WWE super card? Because you're always playing WWE Supercard. I mean, it's like, is Sid smoking a joint? Yes. Dude, they were talking shit earlier because the last time we had a fucking team event, I didn't get very many points. And they were like, time for you to redeem yourself, Sid. And I was like, fuck yeah, I got the day off, the team event. I'm a fucking crush this shit, get wreck scrubs. But dude, I'm like so behind right now. All right, I want to apologize to all of our listeners. Let's let Sid... Uh, win this match against some random fucks he doesn't give a fuck about and, you know, ruin our, our podcast. He gives a fuck, right? 
I said, is there like some kind of like Korean element to the super card where they just like dominate the entire thing and like the top 10 players are all like fucking Mandarin symbols or something? Hangul symbols? Nah, it's the fucking Brazilians, man. The Brazilians are destroying us. They're taking over the world, man. Interesting. WWE supercards is where they, they take their stance. That's fucking interesting. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, there's somebody down there that's cracking that shit, so they're getting, like, you know, packs for free or whatever, or they're they're modding it, you know? Oh, I'd be so mad. All I want to know is, Sid, how happy are you that I convinced you to get out of standard? Fucking super happy, Tim. Like, I literally want to give you a blowjob for free. Not the first time or last time, but you'll say that, Sid. Thank you very much. Yeah, Sid totally Donald Trump that whole thing. He, like, fucking sold his cards at maximum value right before the bottom fell out of it. It's well, huge. I didn't make money on the Emmerichals. I actually lost money on the Emmerichals, but I made a shitload on the smugglers' copters, man. <laughs> didn't lose as much money as you would have today. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Emmerichal fucking shat the bed. And if you were like, I'll just keep Emmerichal because it might be good for something else, like, good thing you didn't. Oh, hell no, I wasn't going to do that shit. That was the one that cost the most. I got rid of those Lilianas. I kind of wish I had kept my Lilianas, but yeah, whatever. That Liliana's I think those might tank, <laughs> even though they're going to be good, so I'll wait for them to bottom, <coughs> bottom at 10. Speaking of bottoming. Lily likes the ass lick, but aside from that, when she if she bottoms at like ten, I think I might pick him up there and run like a uh, zombie deck or something. Yeah, that Liliana's pretty cool, man. You know, I'm not really is... playing WWE super cards, by the way. So yeah, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. You know, this weird? is what happens when you're addicted to something. You lie. You you know you lie about your addiction. True. <laughs> I don't. Be like, no, I wasn't weed, smoking dude. crack. Yeah, I wasn't smoking crack. What are you talking about? This no, I don't have an entire ever, case. Of, uh, no, I don't have an entire case of conspiracy. Take the crown in the garage. God, John, give me up. We'll draft, man, dude. I'm I'm so down for conspiracy. I want to pick it up because I feel like a lot of people are like again, and that is like where you benefit because people aren't buying it, dude. The first time I played conspiracy, it turned me off so bad, dude, because people were getting so fucking salty because they wanted to win. And it was just like, I'm sorry that you don't get to fucking win. Like, I'm better at playing multiplayer than you are because I fucking play commander and I'm casual and I understand shit. And you're getting wrecked right now because you're a fucking filthy net decking scrub. And I just never fucking played it again. But if I could actually play it with some homies, like some friends that won't get all butt hurt, that'd be pretty cool, I bet. We have a draft pod that, that usually does like eight people. We We used to meet every weekend, but... We haven't been in a while, but we'd get draft packs of that shit, and people would, you know, buy in for ten bucks or whatever. Sometimes we'd go, everyone pitch in a rare, and then winner gets like pick of two of them, and then second, whatever, whatever. But after a while, everyone just bought an extra pack, and it was like winner would get multiple packs. It was like we're at the store. We made our own little draft pod with with shit, and we did conspiracy, and that was fun because we actually played the rules to like win the pod and have fun with our friends rather than like you know money draft if you go to the shop yeah and you know i think that's one thing that wizards really screwed the pooch on was uh 
You know how they used to do that with your uh, for your wizards. Oh, the planeswalker points. Yeah, right? the planeswalker points. And it's like they had like uh, achievements for doing casual games in there, which is awesome because I mean, otherwise you don't get shit for casual. You know, you can't get points for it. You can't. Uh, you know, really, you know, it's really probably not going to be supported by your store or anything. So, you know, well, casual magic is shit EV because it's fun. The yeah, fucking exactly. magic that's value is unfun shit where you're getting emerald on turn four. Right. I mean, I just kind of wish they would bring some of that back to at least encourage people to do like what Tim was saying, except, you know, do it in a shop environment so people can see people having fun instead of just getting dick stomped by Emrakul. Nobody wants to go to a fucking shop to play magic if they're going to play magic to have fun because they don't want some fucking nerd in anime pajama pants where his fucking pud sticks out whenever he sucks his gut in standing next to him fucking shouting the best lines of play while they're trying to fucking play their commander. They want to be in a nice, chill, relaxed place where they can fucking snore booger sugar, take shots, you know, cuss and fart if they want to, and not have to worry about, you know, some fucking guy's seven-year-old kid, like, grabbing your fucking e-pills and thinking that they're candies. So instead of spending, you know, 10 bucks your LGS and then throwing in a pack, you spend 15, you hang out with your buddies, you do your thing. I like it, man. Um, I think I'm going to try to reinvest our draft cycle, hit up Aldril Waits, because that guy is a motherfucking house, dude. That guy's a fucking. Well, champion. that guy, that w- the giant guy that was on Ninjas of the Deep Hour episode four coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah, dude, that guy from if you join uh magic and hash facebook group he's on our banner this guy is a fucking giant and he's holding like a tommy gun and he's wearing a magic and hash t-shirt and it's like motherfucker come at us Uh, it's like it's like when you're trying to be nice to the the guy that obviously has a mental disability at the card shop and he starts (laughs) you you know and you're like like, i'm gonna be here like five hours with this guy drooling on me and asking me about his pokemon and shit and you're oh fuck me all right i guess john where do we find you uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to go do some community service now for that. Uh as always you can find me at my house in twenty seventeen. You'll be able to find me someplace else. More on that later. But otherwise hit me up on the Facebook Magic and Hash page and I will tell you exactly why your favorite card sucks. Sidley, any thoughts? Yeah, man, just be looking for videos to drop soon. We're about to start a Magic and Hash YouTube. I went down to Lowe's today. I got some fucking green paint. We're going to paint up the wall. That shit's going to be tight. I'm going to be coming to you from fucking exotic locations. We're about to step our shit up like hardcore, so y'all motherfuckers better take notice. We got Travis Wu signed to fucking Sid Swami Superstars Incorporated, and, like, Shit's about to pop off, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, go to the Magic Hash Facebook page, I guess, because that's what we're doing right now. Occasionally, I say some shit over there. Don't go to the Cast from Exile Facebook page, though, because that place is dead to me. And um, Sid, God, let's dude, see. Everyone loves you gonna hit me Sid. up on Twitter? Twitter at the Sid Meister. Um, oh, I started Snapchatting, so hit me up on Snapchat too. I'm uh, the Sid Swami on snapchat um and we can thirst trap on there together um shit and patreon.com slash magic and hash send us some money so we can buy weed 
because, you know, we got to be stoned to make this show. I hear you about Snapchat, Sid. It's just a bunch of pictures of dicks, and um, maybe it's your dicks and, like, weird funky nipples, and uh, you have the small nipples, which I like. Hit me up uh, with all your inquiries, magicandash at gmail.com. Brian Bronduin, poke, poke, fucking hit me up, African-American brother. Jeez, man. What else I got to do to get your attention? John, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for letting us suck the D. Let's get a shout Namaste. out. Can you can you say my closer for me? Uh, my closer for me? Say thanks for getting blitzed with us. Oh, and thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out, because we'll tear you up.
Magic and Ash, bitches. Thanks for your support. Hit us up at www.patreon.com/magicandhash. Hoop hoop.